Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Welcome in to a Feedback Friday edition here of Mackie and Judd. It's going to be a very low budget Low quality, but high content quality episode. No question about it. No question about it. Hold on a second here. I got a little little TK right there. Little Tom Kelly bobble. Tom Kelly throwing BP. What's that hanging out of his mouth? Cigar smoke. Oh, that's it's it's (laughs) looks like he's foaming at the mouth. Yeah, no, it's it's cigar smoke from a cigar. That if you can, I'll show people who are watching us (laughs) on YouTube. That's a small cigar. It, okay. It's from it's from that picture of him at oh, the yeah. Metrodome throwing jugs machine, throwing BP or not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with a jugs machine. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I remember he's got the Zubas on. Yeah. It's a great, yeah. it's a great Tom Kelly, iconic Tom Kelly moment. This, my man, this is the '80s into the '90s in a nutshell, right here. <laughs> Zubas, Tom Zubas, Kelly, TK, just taking in life. Astro turf, jugs machine. Oh, Metrodome days. All of it. So uh, every Friday on Mackie and Judd, we take your comments, questions, critiques, theories on life, sports, whatever it is. We call it Feedback Friday. And uh, you can always hit us up through the Score North app. It's a free central hub for everything we do. It's free to download. And you can find all of our podcasts, all of our YouTube videos, Judd's written work. Uh, we were giving away. Uh, we gave away a Justin Jefferson jersey, Winter Classic tickets earlier in the month of December, and there's a feedback tab at the bottom. You can send us messages, like Paul Wade did, and he says, "Heard you guys discussing whether the Vikings should go into rebuild mode this week. This first half doesn't scream rebuild." He sent this during the Rams game. If this first half doesn't scream rebuild, I don't know what does. Fire the coaching staff. Cut all of the high-priced defensive free agents, especially the fat guy from Baltimore. He's played about three. He's been pretty good, actually. The fat guy from Baltimore has been pretty good this season. Same yeah. as Michael Pierce. Um, fire Rick Spielman. Cut Bradbury. He can't be. He uh, he can be his driver <laughs> and get rid of check down Charlie. So I guess my question to you off Paul Wade's comment is, are the Vikings hovering over a rebuild or something else? So that's a loaded question because it's a loaded term that differs from sport to sport. And it's my contention that unless you are just a dysfunctional, crappy franchise, like Jacksonville's got a quarterback, but I don't know that they have a direction. But yes, the Vikings need, I I would call it a reset. I think when we think rebuild, what do we think? Five years. A lot of bad down, right? And and, and then, like, you get the draft picks and you start to rebuild. 
and that has been true about about sports, especially some sports. But I don't think that this league or this Vikings team needs that. So, so like Paul's points are valid, good points. There are some guys on this team, and probably some coaches, and possibly the GM, who it would be nice to change. But rebuild gives a connotation of oh, it's going to get tough for a long time. I don't agree. I think that this team has some very nice components. So I would call it a reset because I don't want to put it out there that I think, well, you're going to win four games next year. And then in 23, you're going to win three games. You know, I don't think that that that's not this team. Does this team need some pieces replaced? Absolutely. It does. Yeah. I, uh, I, I do not think this team is staring at a full rebuild. I think there's some, some hard questions that need to be asked some will be asked and answered within the next two weeks about the coach, the general manager, and then from there, the quarterback. But, you know, there's so many key pieces in their prime right now. I mean, just look on offense alone. You got Justin Jefferson. K.J. Osborne, I think, is going to be a really good number two wide receiver. When you know, But Adam Thielen, they got to figure out his price tag next year. It's like $17 million, so there might be a restructure in play there. But, like, Irv Smith's coming back. I think you've got two offensive tackles that I like. Yeah. I think you've got a left guard that's that's average to above average in Ezra Cleveland. So you've got weapons. You, you know, even if Dalvin Cook is a step slower, you got Madison, Kanane, uh, Wongwu, like all these weapons. On defense, Cam Bynum deserves more playing time. I still like Cam Dantzler. I feel like Eric Hendricks may have taken a step back this year, but like there's enough pieces there. It's not a perfect roster, but it's not a roster that I look at like maybe 10 years ago when Brad Childress's time was coming to end, you're like, oh, yeah, you probably need to blow this whole thing sky high. The other thing that comes into play here, too, is is cap space. You know, how how are you able to reset or retool your roster? And the biggest problem right now is the cap's going up by like $25 million for every team in the NFL coming out of the COVID year where they took the cap down. And despite that, the Vikings are still like $10 million over the, the cap number for 2022. So what, what I would do to retool is I would bring in offensive-minded coach, a Doug Peterson type. I would bring in probably a defensive coordinator with like previous head coaching experience or something. So, so I'd kind of flip it. I want my head coach designing offense, building a relationship with the quarterback, which is what Mike Zimmer doesn't do well. And then I would have someone be the sort of the CEO of the defense. I I would have it be the opposite of what Mike Zimmer brings to the table. And then I would look to trade Kirk Cousins for, I don't know, a second round pick or whatever you think. Maybe a team will give up a first round pick that thinks that he's the final piece to the puzzle or something. I mean, hell, the Vikings traded a first round pick for Sam Bradford like five years ago. So anyone who thinks that Cousins wouldn't command a first or a second round pick, Mm -hmm probably needs to check themselves in the history of quarterback trades. I would then save $35 million in cap space. I would draft a Malik Willis. If I could in the first round, I would have Malik Willis and Kellen Mond making a combined like $4 million. So now I'm saving like $30 million to the cap to pump into the rest of my roster. And that's how I'm going forward. And I think you can make the playoffs with that in 2022 with more upside for 2023 and 24. So I don't think it's a rebuild. The quarterback might be a tough one to do that, that with, but how, how about this for, uh, for a potential, like you're going to make changes, but you're not going into a, a 
um, prolonged period of not being good. And in fact, you could make a run in 2022 if you, you feel that your roster is constructed in the right way. How about this idea? Peterson, as your head coach, Vic Fangio, who very well might be fired as your DC. And now the question becomes the quarterback, because I don't I don't think you can install a rookie quarterback and have a ton of confidence, but could you trade Kirk, draft a quarterback that you like, and potentially get a veteran for a year who is good, not you know, not great, but good, but you can then build around that player. But I do think that there is a and, and I mean this is the question. I do think that there is a scenario where the Wilfs decide, okay, you know what? Mike has run Mike's course. Like he's done a good job, but it's time. But we don't want to hire a hotshot young guy and draft a quarterback immediately. And we actually think that we have the components on the current team to make a run. And then you basically go Peterson, veteran DC type of guy to, to come in and stabilize things there. And, and I'm look, the thing with Mike that we have to take into account for is, and I don't think it's as simple as saying guys got hurt. Why has this defense gone backwards this year again? I get last year, okay? I get you tried to do things that you probably shouldn't have tried. Trying to play Gladney and Dantzler and, and you know, young corners didn't work. But, Phil, I still I contend that my greatest mystery that I don't get about this team run defense. Why is it so bad? And I get the well, and they're edges, say, well, injuries, but the NGO didn't true though. Like, like, and I get notes of, well, just look at the edges and they're going around the edges. Okay. I'm not dismissing the fact that teams go outside with their run game, but we both watch these games. There's a ton of a gap run successes. And on Sunday against the Rams, that was Tomlinson and Pierce and Kendrick's behind them. So, like, that's a mystery. There's a lot of things I get. Offensively, I can tell you exactly why I think that there's problems. It doesn't mean it fixes them, but I can tell you why. I am very confused as to why this run defense is not just not great. It's bad. Yeah. It's getting gashed. So, like, these are are places where you could make substantial changes coaching and and philosophy-wise and maybe get some positive results next season. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to uh, the next feedback item here. This one's a little bit longer, but I think it's it's worth setting up the story because uh, he has a head coaching idea that I want your reaction to. So Rob B via the Score North app. He says, uh, I've been watching your shows for the last three months or so, having been informed of your shows from a relative. I'm now an old guy. I will turn 60 years old in April of my 60 years on this earth. By the way, thanks for spreading the word about our shows. We always love it when uh, when new people Us discover. Old guys love old guys. That's right. Come on. That's right. He says, so I'm an old guy. I'm going to turn 60 in April of my 60 years on this earth. I've been a Viking fan since I was about seven or eight years old. I chuckle when I hear your younger listeners say they've been fans since the Moss era or since Adrian Peterson. These folks have no idea what 52 years of frustration feels like for that <laughs> span of time. I barely remember the first Super Bowl, but I damn well remember the Super Bowl losses against the Dolphins, Steelers, and Raiders. I am beyond frustrated with where this team is now. Time for a change. I've heard you guys talk about the various coaching candidates, and I think there might be another name that should go into consideration if viable. That name would be... Who do you think that name is? 
super high-profile name that we have not talked about at all? I don't know. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. Booty's guy. Dude, Alex Boone would love this. Oh, he would come out of retirement. Yes, he would. He would try to. Yeah, he would try to be the – I mean, he might be the offensive line coach on that team. Uh, having head coaching experience at multiple levels along with his winning record at every position he has had makes him an intriguing option. Um, very few of the other candidates have that depth of experience. Now, all right, people are going to laugh at this because, like, Jim Harbaugh's just kind of a wacky guy. And, sure. you know, he's been much maligned at Michigan and whatnot. But Jim Harbaugh in the NFL was excellent, okay? Like, it train wrecked in year four in San Francisco because of, I think, mostly, uh, like, personal relationships gone awry with the team and with the front office. He's a short shelf life guy. But he went 44-19-1 and in four years with San Francisco, including three trips to the NFC Championship game in four years and a trip to the Super Bowl in that second year. Regular season records of 13 and 3, 11, 4 and 1, and 12 and 4 before the 8 and 8 season mm-hmm. that got him fired in year four. Uh, he's 58 years old. Michigan's in the college football playoff. I will say, like, give me Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to laugh at the Jim Harbaugh thing because I think Jim Harbaugh in a three or four year stretch can get the most out of teams. That's a, okay. If you were going to change quarterbacks, which I think you'd have to do. I don't think you Kirk could he, play. Don't I don't think, think Kirk so? could play for him. No, I don't think he could. Um, I all you put it perfectly though, and here's a question. And this is what we don't know. I think I know, but I'm not sure. What does ownership want here? Because what you said is a thousand percent right. Shelf life, like he's going to churn and burn. Um, I think in college, because the kids change you got a, a a longer ability to stick around because the roster continually changes. The pros, it changes, but it doesn't change completely. And so if the Vikings wanted a, a, a sugar high, though, and again, to go for it, I think Harbaugh would be an intriguing name. But my question comes back to this. Who plays QB? And he actually might get more from a younger guy. I just think that Kirk... the thing with Kirk is it's kid glove time, right? Like I'm trying to think of if Kirk stays, you got to get a coach that can work with Kirk. Like Kirk is a Kirk's the kid that needs attention. Um, And so I don't know. I don't know that the attention Phil Jim Harbaugh would give Kirk would be considered constructive to Kirk and the Kirk camp, but I wouldn't dismiss it completely. I don't see it. It's weird. I mean, he's intriguing uh, name. Yeah, I just I mean, don't see it. It's it's kind of funny. I mean, I would I'm here for it. It would be entertaining. He has a a big time track record of success. Yep. You know, at this point, I you know, I think Michigan would have a year ago Michigan would have said, "Oh yeah, there's an NFL team that wants him." Sure. You know, don't even worry about that buyout. Just go away. Mm-hmm. And now now that he beat Ohio State for the first time and, you know, they're underdogs in the semifinal game they're about to play, but like, you know, they're in the mix to win a national championship this year. There's no way Michigan would just move on at this point. Like, I think they're in for another year or two on Jim Harbaugh. But but if you offered enough. That's the thing. He's kind of he, he's a he wacky enough dude and a mercenary enough type of a coach. Yep. That that I, I could actually see it happening. I wouldn't so, do it. Like, it, it wouldn't be my choice. But it's an intriguing name. 
I think he got the he also got the most out of both Alex Smith. He kind of revived Alex Smith's career yes. in San Francisco, and yes. then they made the switch to Colin Kaepernick. So, point. yeah, just something to note there. Uh, Feedback Friday presented in part. Speaking of getting the most out of things, you know, Federated Insurance gets the most out of businesses. They've been helping businesses for over a hundred years. They're based in Owatonna. They're one of us. They work very closely with a lot of Minnesota-based companies. And so, again, if you're a business owner and you're looking to protect your bottom line, protect your employees, your company against unforeseen risks in 2022, then you should talk to Federated. Federatedinsurance.com, or you can brush up on all the resources and people they provide. And uh, remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Uh, Garrett Wright sends in this message through the Score North app. Personally, I hope Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. Hear me out. This drives up Cousins' trade interest and value even more. If Denver finds out that Rodgers isn't going anywhere, perhaps Cousins is a plan B for the Broncos. No doubt George Payton has familiarity with Cousins, and the way Denver wants to play fits Kirk's style. If we openly state that Cousins is on the block, especially if Rodgers is off of it, it could really help our team both short-term and long-term. Sorry, Cousins Crusaders, but this is about the bigger picture. Um, I mean, if I mean, obviously, if Rodgers is available, he is going to be the number one trade target for any team that's looking for a quarterback. Absolutely. But there could be, I mean, there could be other guys on the move too. Like Russell Wilson almost demanded a trade last year. There's talk about Derek Carr maybe being on the outs in Vegas. Oh, so this this um, spring and summer is going to be so much fun. The reckless speculation that we're about to embark on, get the heart pills set because you're going to need them. Um, this is going to be great. Wilson, what I've heard, possibly. How about the Saints? Sean Payton needs a quarterback. Mm. He's not messing around. They got to get a guy. They've got to get a guy. Um, I think Fangio's gone in Denver. So, so that could o- open the door towards the Broncos getting an offensive coach. And I will say this for Kirk. I think there's going to be a, um, a subset of coaches who potentially get jobs who are going to say, I'll fix them. Like he's good enough. I'll fix them. So like, like what I perceive as the problems with Kirk people who have um, inflated views of their ability to get the most from players will, will say, well, that's not a problem for me. I'll fix it. So like, that might be right. Like if Denver got the right guy, I could totally see that. And, and the Broncos making a pitch for Kirk. Uh, Now, of course that, that comes back to depends on who the GM is here, but Oh my God, the reckless speculation that we're about to embark on starting on January 10th is going to be so much fun because there's going to be a ton. And Phil, you're exactly right. I think the amount of of quarterback musical chairs that might take place could be off the charts, which I am a complete advocate of. I think that's great. It was kind of supposed to happen last year, but didn't, right? And now it feels inevitable that there's going to be more. I mean, even a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who's helped the 49ers to a Super Bowl and looks like they're going to get into the playoffs. But are they going to want to keep paying, you know, $27, $30 million a year for him when they've got Trey Lance in the hopper? Like, he might be on the move. And can Trey Lance play? Yeah, we don't know. Like, we we don't know for sure there, right? Like, there's so many little storylines that could could turn into complete – 
complete, huge, huge storylines. And at this point in time, we just don't know. So we'll obviously do all kinds of different shows about but quarterback that's a great, off season. But that's but, a great point, though. Like that so, point is a great point. If 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 you're gonna find a landing spot for Kirk, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would think you know teams that might be interested are going to be teams that have really good pass blocking offensive lines that are going to say, yeah, listen, Vikings. That's cute that you guys have your little zone run blocking scheme, but we've got an offensive line that can cater to Kirk, the pocket passer. So here are a few teams, according to pro football focus in the top half of the league in terms of pass protection rating that may have openings for quarterbacks. Okay. The Washington football team. He's not going back there. Well, it wouldn't be his choice. With the Washington football team. I mean, the Washington football team is like, you know, within two, maybe two games of the playoffs with like a hodgepodge of Taylor Heineke at quarterback. I'm going to say this. I think it will be Kirk's choice, though, because I think any team that trades for Kirk, the one thing is he would have to, to do the extension because yeah. I don't think anyone is going to take that cap hit. No, I, that's a good point. That's a good point. But, you know, maybe uh, with a new coach, yeah, it's, it's possible. If, if Ron Dan Rivera Snyder. bought into him, I'm, I'm even saying, Kirk can't stand Danny Snyder. The Cleveland Browns are in the top 10 as a pass protecting. Imagine the Cleveland Browns, like Baker Mayfield is so bad, so bad. And I don't, there's no way they're going to give him a contract. Kirk and Stefanski had a little mojo going there. Imagine an accurate, just more accomplished pocket passer than Baker Mayfield. He's not perfect, but like behind a great offensive line. You're cooking with gas. Play action game. You're cooking with gas. I love it. Yes. The Denver Broncos are are tied for 12th in terms of pass blocking rating. Depending on the coach, completely see that as a possibility. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in the top 15 pass blocking units. They're looking for a quarterback. I mean, they're going to try for Aaron Rodgers. Kirk for Tomlin. Who says no? Wow, dude. Wow. You can trade wow. coaches. You can trade coaches. <laughs> Take that. Take that, Kirk Stan. Okay. Reckless right. speculation fans. Would you rather have a would you rather trade Kirk for a first round pick or Kirk for Mike Tomlin? Personally, I take Tomlin. Oh. I love Mike Tomlin. But I mean I'm oh, but, man. But, but I'm a fan. Um, I would rather I, I'd I rather take a first round leads. pick. Give me a first round pick and Doug Peterson. That's what I'd rather have. I know he's a defensive guy, Phil, but I love how he leads. Yeah, he's I, I I love him too, man. I love him too. All right, there's more meat on that bone. We'll definitely we'll definitely do more on that in the coming weeks. Make the trade. Uh, Jeff in Arkansas via the Score North app. He comments: There's so much talk that Zim was calling the shots on draft picks and free agents, etc. Do we really know that, or is it jumping to obvious conclusions? Like, how much? I mean, Rick Spielman is the general manager. Yes. How much was Mike Zimmer driving the actual, like, all right, here's who we're picking and here's who we're signing? Well, I think that, okay, that, that's a great question because I think what he, what he's saying in the question is accurate, and, and here's why. Um, I think that Rick has tried to draft at times for what he knows Mike wants, okay? So I'm not dismissing Mike's involvement, like in cornerbacks and things like that. That being said, keep in mind, unless he was flat out lying in training camp after Gladney got cut, and I asked Mike just a roundabout way, I said, 
you know, I know you're not going to talk about Jeff Gladney, but what does it mean when, when you have to cut a guy who was a first round pick cornerback? And Mike went to the something along the lines of you should ask Rick card. He treats them like they're gold. He like, he basically threw it all back on Rick. So, I mean, Rick is the GM. And as far as I know, although I think Rick does a lot of what Mike wants, unless the contracts have changed, Rick has control of that roster. So I think they draft defense at times because of Mike. But that being said, that does not alleviate Rick of blame. So like that point, the point of the question, I think is incredibly fair. So is it, I mean, is it, is it likely that Rick just sort of yields sometimes to his head coach because he doesn't want there to be a rift and he want, listen, all right, you're the head coach. And so let's make you feel comfortable. If we come to a crossroads and we only have $7 million to spend on a free agent, then if you really want Delvin Tomlinson, then okay. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think that's true, but I'm saying on Gladney, I, I think that Mike probably said we need help and depth at corner. I think Rick said, okay, I've scouted and my people have scouted this guy. And I, I'm sure Mike watched film of Jeff Gladney too, but that probably started with Rick saying, I think this is the best fit. Yeah. So, so okay. like, it, so like Mike is like, Oh good. I'm glad we drafted a cornerback, but I don't think, I don't think that Mike would ordinarily go into Rick's office, shut the door and say, you are going to take Jeff Gladney. Yeah, well, that's fair. We should almost look and see. I mean, because Rick Spielman has history. Because uh, so he he was in the Dolphins front office, and wasn't he also what other front office was he in? Was he, he in? Well, he he worked for like the Bears and possibly the Lions, but but the Dolphins one was the one that he basically ran a, a large portion. Yeah. I think until Saban came along, and that's where the rift started. Uh, but yeah, I think if you want to try and find like Rick's draft hits and misses, I think the Dolphins is probably the fairest one to go. Well, with. I was actually thinking more in terms of if Rick, if the Wilfs keep Rick and Rick is involved in finding a new head coach, are there connections? If you look at if you look at where the sort of the, the trail of crumbs are like um, like what, you know, one connection I was thinking of is I know Doug Peterson spent some time with the Dolphins as a backup quarterback, but that was before Rick, that was in like the mid nineties before Rick arrived. And I'm wondering, are there other little connections here and there where Rick was the GM in Miami and there was an assistant coach over there? Oh, that, you know what it, I'm saying? Like, yeah, his, his, his guy, connections, his guy back in the day. And the, this is, is now past, but his guy that, that we always assumed that he might hire way back when was Dave Wanstat. Mm. That's, that's past now that that's, I think, is it? Is it got to be in his sixties, right? Well, Dave's like he's a very prominent media member. He's kind of like Lewis Riddick. Like he's yeah. he's on Fox all the time. He's on the pregame show. I would show hope on that that's not a possibility. But that was the name that would that when Rick first came here, we all said if Brad gets blown out and Rick gets to choose the next coach way back when, we yeah. all said it's probably going to be Dave Wanstead. Amazing. That would not go just, over well. Just for the Chicago accent that Dave Wanstead brings. <laughs> Still rocking that mustache too. It's a great look. Oh, very bears like. Uh, and then we got one. Well, this is this is a low blow. I don't even know. Yeah, people are so disrespectful. Uh, Christopher uh, Sinstegard via the Scornoth app says, "What does Kirk Cousins and a bale of hay have in common? They both eventually fall apart and turn into horse crap." <laughs> I mean, that's just disrespectful. He's talking about the December performance. <laughs> yeah, it's not been. It's not been. Uh, Kirk Sember 
I guess no. if you strong you know. start, great two months, eh, December sort of falls apart. Yep. So, all right, that's that's your feedback Friday here. A little bit of an abbreviated Friday episode of Mackie and Judd while uh, old Macadat grinds through some travel crisis and food poisoning this week. Judd's been holding down the fort. Sucks. I mean, you're in Arizona, so like from that thing, I I don't feel bad because I mean, no, it's I'm good. Be, yeah, it's gonna be like 15 below here for the bleeping winter classic on Saturday. Yeah, no, there's definitely uh Worse places to be stranded or stuck, quote yeah. unquote, than yeah. Scottsdale, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. But you know, uh, hopefully, I, I don't want to be stuck here forever. Like I eventually like to make my way Are out. You sure? But, I mean, yeah. looks pretty nice there. Nice like I'll setup. come down here when I'm like seventy. I think sixty-five or seventy. You know, I need some seasons in my life. That's probably so. true. So, so what? What's the temp right now there? Uh, it's like fifty-seven or something. Fifty-seven, sixty. I take sixty right now. It's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit chilly. Not gonna lie. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you're all bundled up. <laughs> no. the and they're, they're, shut, they're shutting the lights Why off. They're shutting the lights out on you. I don't know. It's happening. Ooh. All right, we gotta go. All right, we gotta go. That's uh, Mackie and Judd <laughs> feedback Friday Are you here. In there, this is like a. Oh my god! Now it's, it's like, like a Queen music video. Yeah, <laughs> looks like the Be- the Beatles al- album <laughs> cover from the like 1963 hilarious hey, let us know all right if you know jim harbaugh doug peterson do these guys do anything for you let us know in the who would you hire as the next vikings head coach if they indeed move on from mike zimmer let us know on the score north youtube channel in the comment section click subscribe and the like button and uh, we'll see you guys next time Ooh. i'm mackie and hi this is chris howard host of plugged in with chris howard the college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.